Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hey everybody, hands thanks together. for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please set up your cell phones and please put together. your hands together put for your, your host, Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Yes! Good to see you guys. Hello. Hi. Great to see you. Happy to see you. Great to see you. Happy to see you. We're doing awesome. We're nailing it already. Give it up for yourselves. Tuesday night. Everybody else that's not here, what are their stupid lives? What kind of terrible Tuesday night lives do they lead? You guys are party animals. Look at you. Specifically, point to these people. That's who is the party animals. Yeah, you have, do you have, you're you're like a really young person, huh? Like legitimately a young person. Seventeen today. I could see it. I could see it in your face that it was like a special day, but also not the specialist. You know what I mean? Like super can't buy cigarettes yet, and you shouldn't. Um, also, but uh, can't vote yet either. How's that feel? Kind of crushing? Kind of like a crushing, like you wish you could be more responsible, but this, you know, the country's... Happy birthday to that kid. Happy birthday! 17! You look, you look good. How did you spend your day? Uh, took care of my niece's, or my cousin's child. You took care of your cousin's child? Okay. You know what? That's how it should be. That's a good 17th birthday. That's exactly how it... That is, that is the level... Don't listen to anybody... Listen, just keep doing that. And when you're 18, you know, other things that would be kind of... Just like a... Did you even get paid? I don't want to know. I just assume that you, like, donated your time to hang out with a child on your birthday, just looking at that child like I'm a teenager. I'm the prime of my youth. Uh, you know, let's hang out and uh, play with Lego. Not Legos. Lego. Big news day! Big news day, according to a series of texts uh, I got last night from my mom. I can only assume that she won the Stanley Cup. My parents live in Chicago and they were like sending me texts all night like, We won! I love that text. I love, I, I love getting a we won text about sports. Because also, like... Then she said, but then, here I was, assuming she actually hadn't participated in the game, and then my dad texted me a photograph of my mom holding a paper cutout of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so didn't I have egg on my face? Racism is over. Supreme Court decided that today. <laughs> Big news day. Wonder who's going to tell our black president. Everything that's been, that you've been feeling from Donald Trump and other people, it's mostly just personally about you. Not racism at all. Other black people, we believe they're born here. Not you. Also, currently right now, Wendy, Wendy Davis, in the middle of a 13-hour filibuster of a bill in uh, Texas, bless you, going to really restrict... Uh, access to abortion rights if it passes. So I'm just going to say, we're going to send our, as a group, listen, uh, whether or not you're... I don't know a lot about you guys. 
And some of you might be so young, you don't even know what you think yet. Uh, but I will say that I think it's pretty brave for a woman to talk for 13 hours just to make sure that most of the uh, abortion services in her state don't get taken away. So let's just do a little, little thought for her. What's up, Wendy? She can't even pee. Do you guys know that? You can't take a bath. I mean, you can pee, but you can't leave where you are. It's kind of like a marathon in that way. Wow. That's, uh, is everybody okay? She's doing a great job. Proud of her. Big, big, big news, big news week. Do you guys imagine like a big news week when I said that? Like a larger than average Newsweek magazine. Another big, another big piece of news. Tomorrow, we are going to find out uh, whether or not I'm a human being. In the eyes of our law uh, and our country, because... We're going to find out what the Supreme Court says about same-sex marriage. I'm nervous. I'm stressed out about it. Here to talk about the situation with me, uh, my girlfriend and uh, an amazing comic, Ms. Rhea Butcher. Please welcome Rhea to the stage. Oh, my God. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, Rhea, guys. Doesn't Rhea look great? Oh, man, I would marry the shit out of you if it were legal. You know what I mean? I do. If, it, if we wake up tomorrow and it's legal, we are, you're taking off work. I am. We're going right to wherever. Where will we even get married? I have no idea. Where do you get married? I don't even I know. I don't know. I'm not religious in any way. Plus, we don't have any money. That's right. So. Let's get married in a CB2. Oh, reduced prices. Or like an Ikea or something. We yeah, go there yeah, yeah. quite a bit. That's cool. I like, so it's like a build-your-own marriage, it's which kind of all church. marriages are. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. You're my Allen wrench. That's sweet. <laughs> Small spaces. Yeah. Tight squeeze. Specific to the job. <laughs> a lot of closet organization. The task at hand. I'm stressed out about it, uh, and I've been popping, uh, popping little uh, Pepto-Bismol Caplets all day. The to go. Just They're feel sick good. to my stomach. Just really want to know whether or not I'm going to be a human being. Yeah, I just want to be a full person and, and not a half a, glass of water. Yeah, you just know? right. The glass is half full and you can marry it. That's not what we're advocating. Um, not, not human water marriage. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people that talk about like the slippery slope, but that's not the next step. <laughs> that's not what we mean. Unless it's a consenting glass of water. And how would we know? So, one thing that makes us even more stressful, we're not drinking right now. Not at all. We're not drinking. We gave up uh, <clears throat> alcohol. You don't know anything about it, am I right? Are those your parents? Do you know these people? Okay. Fuck them. You know everything about it. <laughs> did you see, but did you see how I, I like, was with you in that moment where I was like, something you know. But I, I, I didn't drink when I was 17. I'm assuming you don't. You look like you've... Uh, listen, I'm not... Listen, I'm not saying anything about you, but you have braces. So... <laughs> I think that just means you're a teenager, you know what I mean? Like a real, actual teenager. Adorable kid. <sighs> I didn't mean to point out his braces. Now he got so mad at me. Well, this is what happens when you don't drink, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, you get... Sloopy. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't been drinking at all. Zero. I feel awesome. I feel physically... Just, I ran up 
No, actually, I walked up a mountain and then I ran down it today. Ran down it. I ran down the mountain. It's the opposite of what most people do. But if you think about it, look, think about how much strain it is on your legs to be able to not, you know, fall. So I felt like I really had my wind. Yeah, really digging in. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't been, uh, you know, um, everything's been going great in terms of plumbing-wise. Totally. Just feeling really good. Feeling good, less Pepto-Bismols. Less, yeah, not today, but in general. Well, yeah, in general. In general, I'm keeping them in business. Sure. Just drink it right out of the bottle. How's your mind feeling? My, my mind feels clear. How's your mind feel? Like I'm not drinking. So a- anxious? Anxious all the time. Yeah, hard to I, be at parties. It's hard to be at parties. What do we like even care about? A you know party what I mean? <laughs> like the dinner scene in Beetlejuice. You know, where they're like <laughs> doing things very reluctantly. Yeah. I'm happy to be there, but it's very confusing. It's tough. <laughs> then somebody with like shrimp hands just grabs it. Yeah, I guess actually that's what it feels like. When you're a drinker and you stop drinking, it feels like everybody around you has shrimp hands. Yes. <laughs> delicious shrimpy hands so it's great i feel good <laughs> but it is it's weird also because i used to have just not a lot of cocktails but I usually had like one cocktail before going on stage to kind of you know limber up the jo- yeah take the edge off thank you to that person who knows about having one drink <laughs> that's a very mad isn't that like a madman type of way of describing that because you said take the edge off and other people might say um medicate yourself with poison. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, take the edge off. 9 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) How am I going to get out to this business meeting? (laughs) In the car I'm driving. Yeah. I'm not also sipping from a glass tumbler. That's unsafe. (laughs) If it was in like a plastic Slurpee cup. Totally safe. Like a promotional Man of Steel Slurpee cup. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not going to break the glass. No. Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Getting through tomorrow. Whatever happens. Yes. Uh, what are you expecting from me? Like if, like if in the morning... <laughs> well, I do have this prenup that I... <laughs> well, in the morning... So you usually wake up earlier. So yes. in the morning, when you wake me up, if I'm asleep... Yes. We can do it right now, and then we'll get the show started. But we'll yeah. do like a little... Okay, so um, we can do two things. So we'll do... We can do the two options. Okay. Uh, one being you break the news that we're still not people. Yes. That, that okay. can enter into an earnest contract of love. Yes. Okay. And then the other one... And the second one, the happier one... We'll mm-hmm. end on the happier one. The happier okay. one is, uh, you know, Ellen and Portia forever. You know, that's yes. the second one. <laughs> Okay, so we'll start with the first one. I'll be sleeping. Okay. Cameron? Yeah, yeah. It, just five more minutes. No, I, I have to tell you, um, we're still not people. Fuck! Okay, then I just moved back to Chicago. Do we break up or stay together? I'll just move back to Chicago with you. But we don't stay together. No. <laughs> We just no. went back as friends. Yeah, just as friends. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Uh, the other option is that when we get up tomorrow morning, then mm-hmm. marriage is uh, legal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Five more minutes. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. We're people. We can get married. 
well, what do you know? And then I just break up with you and leave anyway. Just, <sighs> I'm not saying I would, but what if that's the end result? I'm not saying this is, because we're like pretty committed to each other. Look at this face. But I hope I don't get cold feet after all this, just basing an entire stand-up career on yelling about how I should have the right to be married. Somebody buy this woman some smart wools. I know. She doesn't need cold Jesus. feet. Cold feet, come on. Uh, all right, well, bless you. Um, Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. When we see you next week, we might be married. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm really happy about the show that we have tonight. We've got an amazing show. Did you guys like that play? We're d- taking that off-Broadway. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris will be playing the role of Rhea. I will be played by John Cameron Mitchell. So, Are we ready to start the show? It's weird. There, I feel like generally there are still some people with hands in laps. This is literally called put your hands together. Uh, so I'm going to just ask you one more time. Are you guys ready to start the show? Oh, man. I'm very excited about our first comic tonight. He is a New Yorker in town right now. We're so happy to have him. Mr. Jim Twos, guys. Give it up for Jim Twos. Give it up for Cameron and Rhea one more time. One more, just once more. Just once more. Hey. Hey, everybody. I don't live here. I live in New York. Thanks. No. It's too late for that now. It's an all right place. Uh, I got robbed recently, which was not all right. Uh, they broke into our apartment. We live in a bad section of Brooklyn. Uh, we're the only people uh, on our block that are white. Uh, and my roommate was like, do you think we were targeted? I was like, yes, Peter, I know we were targeted. He's like, how do you know? I said, because your name is on the mailbox. Go look at the mailboxes. It's like Rodriguez, 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 Van Heining. They thought a Dutch prince lived upstairs. I don't have a criminal brain, but I think I know where all the MacBooks are. Well, I don't know how they found us. Maybe they just followed the sound of the Mumford and Sons on a Saturday. We're not fitting in here. Let's play some salsa music while we clean or something. I ran downstairs. I changed the name on the mailbox to Van Riguez because it was... All I could think to do in a pinch, besides buy renter's insurance. I thought we were safe there, because we're on the third floor, and thieves hate stairs. Everybody knows that. Also, when they showed us the apartment uh, outside, it was just after dark, I saw a skinny white girl with huge expensive headphones rollerblading past my building, counting money. I was like, okay, we're good. Turns out she was a plant by the agent. Yeah. Yeah. They broke in through my window, too. Yeah, terrifying. Couldn't sleep for a while. I'm not even going to try to act tough. I bought a white noise machine. Thought that would help. Plays the soothing sounds of a rainstorm, right? 
But if you live in a really bad part of Bushwick, it's just like people fighting and sirens in a rainstorm, <laughs> which is not soothing at all. That's just a terrible night in an overcrowded city, is what that is. It's an intimidating place to live. I feel like uh, everybody there is better dressed than I am. Like every time I leave the house, it's picture day and nobody said anything to me. <laughs> Which is tough, because I missed picture day when I was in third grade. My single dad forgot it. He loves me, but... Single dads don't really pay attention to that stuff. They're like, hey, did you eat your breakfast? All right, good. Tell your mom I made you eat your breakfast. I'll see you next week. <laughs> they don't... The PTA calendars doesn't really register. But I remember walking into the classroom and just seeing everybody all dressed up in their little dresses and their little sweaters and they're combing their hair. And I'm like, hey, guys. Why y'all dressed up? They're like, it's picture day. You didn't know that, Jim? I'm like, no, I didn't. I hope you don't mind if I photobomb your class picture <laughs> with these green sweatpants <laughs> and this dirty Bart Simpson t-shirt <laughs> that my mom won't let me wear. Also, I haven't showered in three days. And I'm pretty sure this Kool-Aid mustache is permanent. <laughs> you can't put me in the back because I'm too short. <laughs> Looks like my parents divorce is everybody's problem now, huh? <laughs> what are we gonna do about this? The year before that, it was my mom's week, which you think would be better. And it, it was uh, in intent, not in execution. She put me in a tuxedo. <laughs> so when you look at that picture, it just looks like a healthy group of second graders and one ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> oh, Jim, is this your second grade class? Who's the tiny magician? <laughs> it's me. I'm the tiny magician. You gotta, you gotta watch your appearance, you know? You could be on camera at any time. No, you don't know. You don't know what's going on. Somebody's probably Instagramming this right now. You don't know that. <laughs> I hung out with some friends of mine from my hometown that are not on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, and we had an amazing time, but you're just gonna have to believe me when I tell you that. <laughs> I had my picture taken on the train once, which was a little uh, upsetting. It was this girl that was sitting across from me, right? And it was kind of an empty train. I could see her out of my peripheral vision. Uh, I'm just sitting across from her, and, and I look. She's got her iPhone. She's got her earbuds in, and she kind of flips the phone up, right? <laughs> and, then, and then she moves her thumb, and she's like... And then she puts it back down and pretends to be listening to music again and I was like son of a bitch she just took my picture like I'm a homeless man with my balls out or something here and then I and then I get a little neurotic about it I'm like why is she taking my picture I t I'm on some girl's Instagram now with a snarky comment that's all I'm thinking about 
And then I go home and I keep thinking about it. I'm like, great, I'm probably on a Tumblr somewhere. So I just start punching in addresses for Tumblr sites. Weird guys across from me on the train.tumblr.com. Is he Jewish.tumblr.com? Is he 20 or is he 40.tumblr.com? I'm nothing. I'm still out there somewhere, I'm sure. What are you going to do? Sometimes I think I'm dressed like I'm, like I'm in a band as I try to do that. And then I realize I just look like the original bassist for that band. I could be in a band. I play a little bit of guitar. Uh, I play a lot of alto saxophone, which is admittedly not as cool of an instrument. And it's because you can't, it's not like a party instrument. You can't walk into a house party and be like, hey, is that your alto saxophone? Do you mind if I take a toot? Do you mind if I play only the melodies to a few songs you might find familiar? Oh, no, it's cool. I brought my own read. We're good. Thank you, guys. My name's Jim Toos. Thanks for coming out tonight. Guys, Jim Toos. Let's hear it one more time for Jim Toos. Oh, man. Hey, uh, we are actually going to keep the show right on rolling. Uh, this next gal, we're so happy to have her here. She has an album out on Special Thing Records. Now, Special Thing Records... My co-producer on this show, he's one half of that record label. Very exciting stuff. You can, uh, yeah, clap for Ryan. He does a great work on the show. And he helps put out our podcast. If you guys didn't know and you're seeing the show live right now, this is also available as a podcast. You can download it for free. You can have jokes in your ears. Why would you not want that? That sounds like heaven. We can provide you with heaven. This is a religious pitch more than anything. <laughs> Now that you're here, I want to tell you about Scientology. <laughs> no, we can provide you with a different kind of heaven, a heaven for now, uh, a heaven on earth. Uh, ooh, baby. If you know what that's worth, free. That was perfect. What's up with you guys? That was fucking perfect. Did you see that? That was just out of my brain. Are you okay? We're nailing it. Like, everybody on the show so far has been nailing it. Like, Rhea and I went, we did a sketch that was also a play. Like, I don't know if you guys were really going through that. And then backstage, I was thinking, like, oh, I should have said, you know, like, I should have said when she said, like, you know, it's illegal, then I should have said, now I'm into men. You know, like, I should have said that. But that's what you wanted me to say, isn't it? I'm not going to say that. I didn't even just say that. So this next comic has an album out called You Can Be an Asshole. Tips and tricks. It's not called tips and tricks. Just you can be an asshole, but I added the tips and tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Balloon. Give it up for Michelle. Come on. Hey, give it up to Cameron, everybody. Cameron. Sorry, that sounded weird to me. I've got a really loud voice, though, so... It amplifies just fine. Is your nose okay? Are you okay? You're sensitive? That's no, it's not cool. It's kind of gross when you're right in front of us. <laughs> Wiping your snot. Right, everybody? Here's my snot chunk, which sounds kind of disgusting when you put those two words together. Um, okay, you guys are fantastic. Uh, I've taken a little break from stand-up, and now I'm back. I, I have a 10-month-old baby, everybody. She's 10 months. Yes, put your drink down and clap, sir. I like it. He put his stuff down and he clapped. That's what everyone should do. Take your fucking purse off. You should have taken your purse off so you could have fully clapped. 
right? I got a 10-month-old, everybody. I got one. You guys didn't have to do it again, but you did. You did. I love it. Um, she's great. Uh, she is, uh, right now, actually, my husband's out of town, so I have a babysitter. And um, she just texted me and uh, asked me if it was okay if her boyfriend came over. And I felt super fucking old. Like, and I was like, I didn't want her to think I wasn't cool, cool. So I was like, sure, your boyfriend can come over. And now they're fucking, of course. I mean, that, I'm putting my stamp of, I mean, at least a blowjob is happening, you know? I could have been nice and been like, uh, it's actually a sofa bed, so you don't have to be uncomfortable on the couch uh, if you wanted to do that. Um, but no, it was really weird. Uh, no, I a, my baby's fantastic. She's beautiful. She's be, just take it as fact. I don't want to go on and on. I don't want to be that person. Just know she's a beautiful baby. It's, it's just, it should be in an encyclopedia if there, someone is still making those. The beautiful baby, my baby. Uh, she's uh, uh, very Caucasian, my baby. <laughs> like, it's, I don't, it's, like, it's like, yeah, like, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous. She's got, uh, like, uh, very white, blonde, blonde hair, like, translucent skin, uh, and, like, steel blue piercing eyes, you know? And uh, it's crazy. Uh, and people uh, always stop us, like, when we're in public, and they're just like, God, your baby's so gorgeous. Because she is, because remember I told you before. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're just, like, making this huge deal about my baby. And I can't, like, take a compliment from my baby. So, like, I assume, because my baby's so fucking white, that when they're compliment, like, when they love my baby, it's because they're just racist, you know? <laughs> and they're like, the perfect Aryan baby, you know? <laughs> It's like, they're like, your baby, I love your baby, she's so pretty. And you're like, they're like, white power, white power, I get it. Don't be a fucking racist, you know? You know, they say your baby's so beautiful, and all I hear is, uh, your baby should be a member of Prussian Blue. Anybody? No? <laughs> what, it's, uh, it's a reference to a neo-Nazi uh, young girl band. I think they were around in the early 2000s. File away these facts, everybody. They're good for comedy and pub quizzes. Um... It would be weird if we had a pub quiz and the answer was, uh, was Prussian blue. Okay, fine. I should keep going on about something everyone obviously has no connection to. Prussian blue, Prussian blue. Um, but no, I was, at, uh, I was at a Target and this uh, uh, Latina cashier uh, was like, oh, your baby's so great, um, remember? And um, your baby's so great. When, uh, when I have a baby, I want my baby to uh, look... Uh, just like yours. It's like, uh, are you going to fuck a ghost? Because that's the only way that's happening. <laughs> I love saying you want to fuck a ghost. Um, it's really fun. Uh, my parking spot uh, is kind of an alleyway behind my apartment. And I was, uh, getting, I was getting stuff out of the car, including my baby, my baby stuff, because I don't leave her in there. Um, I take her out. It'd be really convenient if I did, though, because we're always out and about. If I, she was just in there, you know. But I don't. I take her out. And this uh, homeless woman, I'm not sure if she was homeless. She may have had a home, really. But, you know, she kind of, you know, how that, how that happens. Uh, she's homeless-ish, let's say. And she could have been homed. Uh, she comes up to me, and she's like, can I ask you a question? And, uh, and, I, and I was thinking, uh, my question is, can I beat you up with one hand? Is that, am I able to do that? And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I can, I can take her. And uh, so I was like, yeah, sure, let's play. What's your question? Um, and she says, uh, does the government own your baby? Uh -huh. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, Jesus. And, uh, and I was like, no, the government does not own my baby. And she's like, oh, well, I was watching CNN, and this woman said that the government owns your baby. And I said, well, okay, I think that was probably taken out of context. And maybe <laughs> the implication was is that, you know, it behooves us as a society to take care of our children. And uh, if... Uh, you know, if you have a parent that's not uh, giving your kid the opportunities that they need, they, want, they, they, they can't, they won't, they don't, you know, the government can step in with services and help that child, you know, and that helps everybody. And she stops and she looks at me and she says, hmm, I never thought about it that way. Thank you. <laughs> it was so satisfying. <laughs> I won a political conversation. Uh... I, um, uh, my husband wants my baby, uh, wants, wants my baby. <laughs> this is my baby. <laughs> it, he had a part in it. Uh, my husband would like our baby to learn the mandolin because, uh, yeah, because he said nobody plays the mandolin. And, uh, so if she, if she learns to play it, then she'll be the best at it. And then she'll have something she's the best at. I'm like, oh. what, the best at being a nerd? Is that what she'll be the best at? Because that's like, if you play the mandolin, you're like a real nerd, not like a new cool nerd, you know? Like, you're a real nerd. And if, if you're like some superstar mandolin player as a kid, I don't know if it gets better. It, it might not. It might not get better. He also wants her to fence, because uh, he fenced in college. So he wants her to be a fencing mandolin player. You know, like, are you trying to raise my baby to be some sort of Ren Faire superstar? <laughs> Like, her first solid food was a huge turkey leg. <laughs> Come on, people. That's... Um, uh, have you guys seen uh, those cars driving around with the big pink mustaches? And, yeah, it's crazy, right? And it's a, it's a new ride-sharing service called Lyft. And uh, it's like, you know, a stranger. You can sign up and pick up strangers and go off and, you know, and if you can use, like, a cab service. And how they, sign how, they, how they signify that, it's, uh, uh, that they're part of this service is this pink mustache, which is not creepy at all. You know, like, yeah, let's, it's safe. There's a mustache. Oh, no, it's pink. It's great. Yeah, hey, how do you know our service? Oh, yeah, it's by the, uh, the rope, the tarp, and the shovel that's taped to our hood. Yeah, we're totally cool. Yeah, lift. Yeah, our slogan is, we'll take you to your second location. <laughs> Hey, thanks a lot, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> Guys, Michelle, let's hear from Michelle Ballone. Come on. Actually, you know what? I, uh, I don't know what I was doing today, apparently reading the news, but uh, Lyft no longer happening as of today. Did you guys know that? Because the taxi drivers organized and said, please don't take away our jobs, mustaches. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Like, I get it. I get, I get, I think it's cool that, like, it's a great idea. And I love that entrepreneurs were getting together and uh, attaching mustaches and making spare cash and all that stuff. But it does make, there's just an, another person who already just does that job. I love that Lyft was like, what if, now hear me on this, it's a car and you don't own it, but you pay it to drive you somewhere. Just spitballing. <laughs> Everybody was like, that's a crazy good idea. 
I hope those, I hope whoever, because it is a good idea. Like, it is a good idea to, you know, make it phone accessible and stuff. But I hope those guys don't try to invent, like, okay, here's what you're doing. It's flat dough. It's flat dough. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Cheese. Cheese. You bake it. Maybe surrounded by bricks. I don't know. Like, <laughs> two atoms of hydrogen. Wait for it. One atom of oxygen. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it got shut down for, as being something that already exists and, and, and other people have those jobs. Whoopsie-daisy. Also, it's regulated. That's the other thing Michelle was talking about. Like, I love... that it is. It's, like, it's a great idea, but then again, like, you take something that's, like, protected, fairly safe, and then you make it, like, the Wild West of mustache rides. Because there are a lot of unsafe mustache rides, but that's the unsafest. I don't know what happened to that car before I got in there. I don't know who that person is that's driving me. This is why we don't hitchhike anymore. I think in general, as a group, we've all decided, well, remember that one guy and he held his women and then he killed, and then he says sex with the body. I didn't do it, but there was a guy. Was not, I was not the guy. Different guy. Totally different guy. Not this guy. I'm glad you knew that. You backed me up on that. Did you read, did you read some news today? Uh, no, I was watching it on the news last night. Oh, you watching it on the news last night? Oh, so it's not even from, t- it's from last night. Ugh, I'm so behind on the news cycle. Twitter, you're like, Twitter, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, you just gotta, uh, you know, you gotta... Gotta cross-reference a lot these days, don't you? You have to see, ooh, what's that hashtag? And then you gotta look that up, and then suddenly you know some shit about Chris Brown you don't care about. It's terrible. Stay away from me, Chris Brown. We haven't even had a... I don't think we talked about uh, Northwest on the show. (sighs) Northwest. I mean, the thing is, like, you're, that kid's already fucked. That kid's already going to have a tough life. I mean, lots of money, but also tons of problems. Uh, I would say 99 problems, but that's not his song. <laughs> He's going to have a tough life. And, like, saddling that person with a directional name is literally the only thing you could do that would be more like, ha ha! Deal with it now! You know, like, I love that. I do like thinking about Elijah Wood getting the call that morning, though, when he's like, what? I'm no longer the most famous North? Come on. What? Did you guys not watch movies? In the That's funny. Are you Again, like... There's a bunch of times tonight where, like, a joke has been made, and then it feels like you guys are not laughing. (laughs) So I understand that sometimes not everything I'm saying is funny, but for me to make a North the movie joke and nobody laughs? Like, how stressed are you guys about the gay marriage ruling? Do I need to talk to you about it? Are you worried about it? What's going on with you? Are you not drinking? Should you be drinking more? Do you need to drink less? What's up with you guys? Are you okay? I'm just gonna just talk to one of you specifically. I just can't even figure out who. How how are you doing, sir? Are you all right? Speak for the audience. Is the audience okay? 
You're doing okay. You look smiley. Your legs are crossed in a relaxed position. You seem fine. What's going on with them? Yeah, with a fuck, right? You know? You kind of want to chastise them, but in an, uh, like an inviting, sort of a gentle way. Like, listen, guys, this is it. This is literally it. You're in Hollywood. Big stars. You paid $5. Uh, I know that... I understand what you're thinking in your mind. You're like, oh, you know, uh, TVs exist, so big stars, like, we're, you know... Um, you don't even know who's at this show yet. You don't even know. <laughs> We have a special surprise. You know what else? Fuck you if you're waiting for the special surprise to relax. <laughs> What's up with you? If you're like, oh, oh, I'm just gonna wait till that one comic that I already know and then laugh at that comic and support their career. Yes, you should laugh at that comic and support their career. But you should not gloss over these other comics who are also amazing. You should not gloss over my efforts. I'm sweating through my t-shirt for you idiots. <laughs> For fuck's sake! I understand. I get affected by stars too. I get nervous. I get excited. I think, oh, they're gonna put me in that movie that doesn't even exist yet. None of you are gonna be in a movie. This is just relaxation and enjoyment. You can open your hearts. If you were thinking that tonight was the night you came here to get in a movie, Again, you should go across the street. There's a seminar going on right now. <laughs> Big deal casting directors will be there. All you have to give them is your soul for infinity. <laughs> so guys, are we ready to keep the show rolling? <laughs> hey, this next comic. Newer comic. Newer comic. Just one of the... One of his first times on stage, but when I, you know, he sent me an email, it was persuasive. I said, get over here, you know, get over here. So he's on the show tonight and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I know we're all going to support him. Ladies and gentlemen, Polly, give it up for Polly, please. How's everybody doing? All right. Don't be mean to the die coast. Come on. How's it going? It's my birthday! Yeah! It's my birthday! I look good, right? They're like, what's your secret? It's not oil of Olay, I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, before I go to bed at night, I, I uh, take my pillow and I frottage it. Do you guys know what frottage is? It's like when you hump it, right? And I come all over and I fall asleep in it. So got, there's a lot of new sayings now, right? A lot of, like, everything's a hashtag, you know? You got like a lot of new things like, uh, I'm a metrosexual, you know? And like, yeah, there's an old-fashioned term would have been, you know, for metrosexual, it would have been fucking gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, uh, like, uh, you know, like, I'm a foodie, you know? You know, like the old-fashioned thing, you know, for foodie, would have been fat fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, like, I'm a twihard. I'm a twihard. You know? And, uh, you know, I was like, no, you're a future victim of suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think, uh, if, uh, if, like, you know, they have, like, cameras everywhere now. Like, the real big brother, right? 
It's real perfect. And like, if they could, you know, they take pictures of like stoplights and they send them to you. And you know, what if like they could do that, but it was like a fun time, you know? Like, like if they could, like right before like you fell like really bad, like, Bleh! yeah, you got like a picture in the mail, right? Or you got like punched in the back of the head, like, Bleh! yeah, you get a picture in the mail, like right, like right before you sneeze, like. Bleh! Yeah, you get that picture. Yeah. Like when you're like going to poop, like, boo! Yeah, you get a picture in the mail. Yeah. Paula Dean, huh? Paula fucking Dean, who knew? Paula Dean. The whole time she was frying black people in the kitchen. I remember that time she was like doing like a ham toss, right? Like, throw me the ham, you know? Everyone's throwing the ham. And then she got hit in the face with the ham. It was like the ham knew. She was racist, you know? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, like, you ever get like the dick feeling? Well, yeah, you just all of a sudden you feel like a dick. And you don't know why. Oh, I feel like a dick. You know, it's the dick feeling, right? <laughs> The dick feeling. Like when you get your hair cut and they show you, all of a sudden they show you the back of your head. Yeah, you gotta look at the back of your head. Why do I feel like a dick? The dick feeling, you know? Like you like try on sunglasses, you keep trying them on. Like why do I feel like a dick? You know, the dick feeling, you know? Or like at the end of a movie, where you gotta like walk real slow up the aisle. You know, you feel like a dick. Knock, knock. Amanda knocks. Don't answer. So that's the uh, four-year anniversary of uh, Michael Jackson's death. Yeah. Pedophile in the crowd. Put him on the list, huh? But, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say Propofol's not a good sleeping aid. You know what I mean, huh? Knocks you out dead, right? Hi. All right. Uh, uh, how do you know when you're at a gay picnic or a gay barbecue? All the hot dogs taste like shit. I'm Paulie. Thank you. <laughs> Faggot. Queer. Homosexual. Cocksucker, fudge packer, child molester. Why don't you go take a hike on Hershey Highway, huh? Why don't you go sew an AIDS quilt? My name is Michael Thomas Foster. I'm an American homosexual. This is my story. Flashback, 1978. I'm in my parents' backyard with my sister and my friends. They're playing dolls and I want to play too, but they won't let me. They won't let me. Go to your room. Go to your room, Michael Thomas Foster. Dolls are for girls. So I go to my room. I go to my room. 
And it's in those four walls. It's in those four walls that I can finally be me and play with my own set of dolls. And as I play so eloquently, I catch my reflection in the mirror. And I'm so scared, so scared of what I see. One of me is a sad, sad homo. The other is the confident queen in waiting ready to take her throne. Flash forward, 1992. I live in New York City. It's the best city in the world. One night I decide to go to a leather bar. I walk down the stairs and they're darkly lit. There's people having sex everywhere and it smells like feces. I have protected sex in the corner and get fucked by a large black man wearing a collar. I leave, I'm so exhilarated. But on the way home, I start to feel like I'm gonna shit. So I run, and I run, and I run, and I run, and every time my foot hits the floor, poop comes out of my butt. Fast forward, 1998. I'm on the gay soccer team in Brazil, and we just won. I'm wearing a Hawaiian mesh thong from International Mail, and I feel fabulous. I truly am a success story. My name is Michael Thomas Foster. I'm an American homosexual. That was my story. Thank you. Um, first of all, great. No, it's not a political question. I was going to ask you. So sometimes we put in little interviews in the show as well. And I was going to ask... If I have any coke. Yeah. I only Rick, please. Oh, okay, great. Awesome. Well, then, You look a little awesome. coked out. Are you yeah, coked out? I'm a little coked out. Okay. No. Uh, I'm sweaty. How often do you go up after being introduced as Linda from Bob's Burgers? How often is that, like, a thing that happens for you? How often do I what? Go oh, up? how often, like, how often do, so, because I introduced you as, like, your character's name. Right. Oh, I don't really go up as Linda. Because, what I mean is, like, if anybody yeah. says it as a credit for you. Yeah. The only reason I said it is because... Yeah. I don't like to take credit. <laughs> All my checks go to a homeless shelter. Oh. No, I guess what I mean is, like... So, um, we've had... Like, sometimes when we have people on the show that, like, people would know from other stuff... Oh, you know what I like to do after? Did you do that? I did after? it afterwards. Yeah, So, afterwards the only reason I'm great. asking is know, because somebody literally said... Somebody literally Who was that said, asshole? No, no, they said, Oh, I wish I'd have known because I would have, like listened differently and I was like first of all fuck you you're, that's not true you yeah, wouldn't have but also you. like I guess I just now, wonder if it's I'm like Linda, a, you're gonna listen to my dumb comedy I guess I'm just wondering if yeah. it's like a loaded thing that you're making a choice to do it after I am doing yes, yes. absolutely yeah yeah I do because you feel like if you put that in front then it's like you have to be well because I feel like they're expecting Linda and they're getting this dumb comic named Polly and Polly's <laughs> the only one I do that for but if, if you know if I'm performing and like I'll do my show at Joe's Pub yeah. July 12th I'll, I have a hour awesome. that, yes, I have an hour that I'll that. do there Joe's Pub July 12th awesome. 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock um, and I'll do an hour and I will be myself yeah. I will be John I'll be the John Roberts character it's only but it's, I do you know Linda uh, obviously is my 
you know, claim to fame. So, and YouTube stuff as my mom. So. Yeah. And I, I give, you know, I'll do that a lot in my show. But when I only have eight minutes, you know, I try to do some other fun. It's know. also just interesting because you can fly under the radar. Like we've had Dan Mintz on the show yeah. and he comes out. Yeah. Like he almost has to say it because otherwise people yeah. are going to be like, yeah. is he he's doing a, a weird, yeah. I think for me, because doing characters, there is something fun about just being the character yeah. in a fun kind of, um, awesome. you know, com- committed to a mental institutional kind of way. Well, Rad, yeah. thanks for answering my question. Happy birthday! Also, guys, that was John Roberts. Let's hear it for John Roberts. If you don't know John's work, first of all, you should check out a bunch. He has a bunch of amazing videos online, but also uh, you should watch the television show Bob's Burgers, where he plays Linda. It's a great show, one of the best on television. I love it so much, and, and you should check him out on that. Yes, we agree. Yes. Thank you, that guy. Hey, we've got two comics left. Are you guys okay? You were just... Yeah, it's a great... That was Linda. Did you know that at the time? No. How do you feel now? What? <laughs> what would you have done? I would have been oh, you would have been like a good audience? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you see? This is the kind of bullshit I'm talking about. Oh, if I had known he was on a successful television show, I would have listened to him when he called me a dyke. See, you never know. This is Hollywood. Anybody could be anybody. Do you understand? I'm Maria Bamford. I mean, I'm Cameron Esposito, but I play Maria Bamford on TV. That's not true. She plays uh, Maria Bamford. But I do her play her mom. I play Maria Bamford's mom. That's not true. Maria Bamford plays her mom. But I do play her dad. I play Maria's dad. Actually, that's her, Maria plays her dad also. But I do play her sister. I play her, no, that's, Maria also plays uh, her sister. But I do play one of her friends. That's I do play. Actually, she plays um, that friend as well. You know. Great comic, though, Maria. Great comic. So you, you do watch that show? And you like it? That was Linda, right there. Like she was right in front of you. You blew it. It's the best moment of your life. You know, if you had said, if you had been looking at him, that's how you get on that show. <laughs> right? I think that's how that is. Right? <laughs> Pretty embarrassing. That's why she didn't want to sit there. She didn't want to sit there? Oh, why? Because I'm just talking to her. It's okay. She's a great sport. Look at her. She's smiling her head off. She's having the time of her life. She totally wants to sit there. She's literally having the time of her life. You're embarrassed because I haven't talked about you. <laughs> Did you? Or how are you doing? Are you doing well? I'm not. People get so stressed out when comics talk. I understand I'm, to- I'm powerful. I have powerful boots on. But I'm gentle. And I'm going to bring... we got two comics left. Are you ready? Guys, you don't know who these comics could possibly be. Like, they're going to be themselves, but then also, they could be Seth Rogen. They could play Seth Rogen. You know what I mean? Uh, this next comic, you've seen him... Uh, well, first of all, he's, he's on uh, Team Coco. 
He's a Conan writer, which we support very much in this house. Great show. We love him. He's also an awesome comic in his own right. And you guys are going to love the shit out of him. Let's hear it for Andre Duboucher. Guys, give it up for Andre. something for you guys. I'm Seth Rogen. No, I'm, so, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm Maria Bamford. Um, this is a written piece. It takes up two eight and a half by eleven uh, pieces of paper. And uh, it's, it's all true. From the summer of 1997 through the spring of 2003, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side of New York City. For most of that time, I lived with my good friend, Tim. You guys know Tim. <laughs> then Tim decided he'd had enough of New York, and he moved. The following story is about a crazy actress roommate. Crazy actress. That's like saying, this sphere is round. <laughs> or, I am talking with my voice. In the total and complete history of all that is redundant and everything that is redundant, the phrase crazy actress is the most redundant of all redundancies. More redundant even than the phrase hot flame or the phrase fun ejaculation. Now, I don't mean to suggest that all actresses are crazy. I mean to state it emphatically. They are all mad. Mad, I tell you. Avoid them at all costs, except for the purposes of watching them on stage and screen or having sex with them. But then after the sex part, find a window and jump through it. And then as soon as you hit the ground, run, run, run from the actresses. And if any of your female friends who are not actresses ever casually mention that they're thinking about becoming actresses, point to a random spot in the air behind them and scream, What's that? <laughs> and then when she turns around to see what you're pointing at, shove her hard Linger just long enough to determine in which direction she's falling and then immediately start running in the opposite of that direction. Run from the actresses. Seriously. They are all lunatics dipped in demon sauce with vacuums for hearts and a pile of dead leaves where their souls should be. And if by some strange, ill-advised chance you do befriend an actress, or God forbid, fall in love with one, and with all the might of your passion and love and inspiration, you manage to stir those leaves, you manage to stir those dead, gray leaves in that actress's soul, scattering them, all you will find where those leaves used to be is a dead squirrel. <laughs> with bulging, panic-frozen eyes, and a gut full of rat poison. Actresses are fucking crazy. All of them except for my wife, who is wonderful. <laughs> Seriously, I love my wife. And all of her friends. And Lena Headey, who I've never met, but seems like she might be a cool person. She's the, the evil queen in Game of Thrones. After my friend Tim... Oh, yeah, she's pretty badass, right? Yeah. Kill the dog. Oh, don't kill the dog. <laughs> After my friend Tim moved away, I lived with a few different random people who varied on the tolerability scale from, yes, I can tolerate this roommate, to 
Ten years from now, I will seek out rooms full of strangers in front of whom I shall read a venomous piece in which I relentlessly attack this person's character. <laughs> That's the woman we're talking about. I did not like living with this woman. This crazy actress, i.e. this actress, was an extremely high-strung person. She would chain smoke all day while sitting out on the stoop, talking to anyone and everyone she could. She crouched there in front of our building like some sort of sphinx, except to pass her you didn't need to answer a riddle. You just needed to put up with some inane conversation. One time during the build-up to the invasion of Iraq, 2003, she said to me, here's something to make you think. How did our oil get underneath their sand? Hmm? Which are some words that do not mean anything. At night, she would continue to chain smoke and drink cans of cheap beer until 3 or 4 a.m. Then she would get up at 6 or 7 a.m., I do not shit you, and start all over again. She was nuts! Her email address was the name of her dead dog, and on the wall of her bedroom was a big framed photo of her own naked boobs. <laughs> boobs from long, long ago. <laughs> boobs that still had hope. Her eyes were always a bit misty, as if they had just finished crying, or she was about to start crying. I could not stand her. I got the light, and we got one more page, so let's do this. I would ask her not to smoke in the apartment. She did anyway, but she'd make up for it by leaving these cutesy little notes of apology under my bedroom door, as if the word sorry with a smiley face inside the O had some sort of air-freshening anti-carcinogen power. I loathed her. <laughs> Our bedroom doors were perpendicular to one another, and the, ball <laughs> the, walls. the walls in this small apartment were very thin, a thinness that should be measured not in inches, but in number of plies. If our walls were toilet paper, well, then they would have collapsed. Anyway, they were thin. So thin that sometimes the sound of her typing and sighing while doing email would keep me up. I usually had to wear earplugs because of how perpetually awake she was. Constantly walking around the apartment at the hours during which failed dreams dwell. Seriously, fuck her. Typing, sighing, walking, sighing, walking, typing, sighing, and oh yes, smoking. She was a living ghost who haunted the apartment, inspiring not terror but annoyance. If my life were a Christmas carol, she would be the ghost of suck present. <laughs> I would like to mention at this point in the story that my roommate was annoying and I did not like living with her. Now back then, when I wasn't at home being annoyed by my roommate, I was also miserable the rest of the time, if you can imagine. I was alternately unemployed and working at crappy office temp jobs during the day and getting very, very mixed results at my comedy spots at various shows in the backs of bars at night. I was also in a relationship that was destroying my self-confidence. Fuck her, I married someone else who was awesome but that I was too insecure to get out of. I was perpetually full of anxiety, anger, and beer. Still full of the beer. I had to find joy in the smaller moments, like this one. One morning during a weekday, following a night of beers, burgers, Ben and & Jerry's, and beers, I farted. It was very early in the morning, around the time my roommate might start waking up, but way before I would normally w wake up for work, or for not work, depending on the day. So I was lying on under the covers in bed, and I farted. It was a ripper, loud, sustained, and high-pitched, like someone was starting a helium-powered chainsaw. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's exactly what it sounded like. No sooner had the final notes of this fart 
faded into the sheets till I hear the wham of my roommate's bedroom door slamming open. Followed by, yeah, there's like half a paragraph left. You don't need to keep lighting it. No sooner did I hear the final notes of this fart faded into the sheets did I hear the wham of my roommate's bedroom door slamming open, followed by the purposeful thumping of her footsteps across the apartment, away from my bedroom, and in the direction of the kitchen where our front door was. And then over the dim static that indicated she was holding down one of the intercom buttons, I heard her hoarsely say, Hello? Hello? Then a thump, thump, thump back to her bedroom. Slam. I chuckled silently for a good long time. She had thought my fart was the door buzzer. This is totally true. To her, the pitch and duration of my fart were apparently indistinguishable from the sound the door buzzer makes. I had made her answer the door by farting. Wow, what a heroic moment that was for him. Didn't that feel like, felt like a victory for all of us? Great news. Hey, uh, we have one final comic on the show. I'm so happy that she could be here tonight. She, this, year, this year's been a, a pretty big year for her, and um, you guys might have seen some of the stuff that she did on This American Life, or she's been on Conan a lot lately, or uh, she put out an album that is called Live that is amazing. You should check that out. So, ladies and gentlemen, here tonight, and we're so happy to have her. Tig Notaro is here. Let's hear for Tig. Tig, still on stage. Holding strong. Still on stage. Waiting for the audience to exit. That's right. What are you doing right now? What's the, you got a documentary film... Documentarians, I think that's the word, yeah. following you around. And I know you're getting back out and doing some, like, looser sets around town. Yep. What, do you just feel like you used up your stuff and you need to start again? Yeah, just, I haven't been performing in a long time. So, just, is it scary or fun? It's fun. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> Joined it ten minutes ago. Uh, Tig says your applause is not relevant. <laughs> so I don't know what you're doing here. Uh, I am gonna just because we're record. We'll you know we'll because your your set's gonna be edited out. But I'm just gonna do an outro for the podcast. But I, I want you to stay right there. Don't don't you fucking move. That's an order. I'm so sorry. <laughs> scared right after I said it, because I knew you were going to, you know, kind of cross your arms and lean back like that. It felt, anyway. Um, well, for those of you uh, that are listening at home, we are so happy that you're listening to the show. Those of you that came out, thank you so much for being here. We are Put Your Hands Together. We're here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater. I'm Cameron Esposito. Let's hear for everybody you saw tonight on the show. Let's hear for everybody you saw tonight on the show. Especially for Tignataro, who left ten minutes.
minutes ago, uh, right after her set was over. Please pick up Liv, great album, and we will see you guys next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.